Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is March 11, and our chapter for today is Judges chapter 6, the story of Gideon. Now, I'm going to do something that I rarely do on this podcast, and that is I'm going to do some reading out of the commentary guide that I write, and if you have access to one of the books that is published throughout the year. Each month you receive a book if you give anything to this ministry, and I hope that you do. I hope that you keep these books to look back on because they are just short, 400 or so word commentaries that give you a snapshot of a particular chapter. It's not just a devotional. It is something that will help you to understand. Then if you want more, you can listen to this podcast. But I don't just go by the commentary that I write or whatever, but this today I'm going to do that simply because of the nature of chapter 6 and the familiarity that most in the West believe that they have with Gideon. This has to do with determining the will of God, so I'm going to try to make this so helpful to you to maybe try to change a mindset that I've heard all of my life and that has puzzled me that people continue to do this as though it is something positive. I'm talking about Gideon and how he determined the will of God. Now, we'll talk more about Gideon in the next couple of podcasts, but I want to talk about Gideon and his fleece that he laid out as the way to determine the will of God. First of all, let me just say to you that the way that Gideon determined the will of God is the exception, not the rule in the Bible. And we never want to base our lives and our relationship with God upon an exception. We want to base our relationship and our fellowship with God and our determining of God's will for our lives based upon the pattern of Scripture, not the exception. This is the only time that any man laid out a fleece. You say, oh, but the principle's there. Well, only for those who live in fear and in doubt, those who are insecure, those who are not listening to God. And so I want to just read a portion of the text, and I will comment from time to time. Now, you don't have to have one of the books. You can go to my website, TonyCrisp.org. You can go to the menu and pull down podcast or pull down 365 Bible reading plan. It's in the menu on your phone or on a computer, wherever you are. Go to the 365 Bible plan. You can and open that up and go down to March 11 on this day, and you can click on the guide, the Bible reading guide, and it will come up. That is, it's absolutely free to anyone. So all of you have access to this. And I would encourage you to read this day's if you don't read any other day, because when I was writing this, I wrote it with you in mind more than any, because it is just a real puzzlement to me at determining God's will, because I did this when I 
I was just saved, and I did this when I was just being called to preach, but I was a babe then. But I have grown men that have been walking with God and grown women that have been walking with God 20, 30, 40 years that are still putting out fleece. When God has already said, this is what you do. And so let's just get into it. It is on page 34 of the devotional guide, the book that you get each month, or you can just pull it up on the website. Judges 6 is a strange story to the Western mind and should be. Gideon, in many ways, has the same mindset of Moses. Now, I want you to compare the two and you'll see they're the same. God was gracious to both of them. Both of them were in hiding, basically, Moses and Gideon. God called them to do something, told them very specifically what he wanted done, what he would do in relation to that, how he would equip them, how he would enable them. But he told them very plainly what to do. And they did not act on that. They did not obey, but rather they wanted more proof. And this tells me they're very insecure. Now, what I have found out in most of us who are leaders, that we are a very insecure lot. And the more you get into the Word of God, the more secure you will become because you'll find out it is not about you. It's not about me. It's about the sufficiency of God and the enablement of God and and the power of God and not us. And so the more insecure you are, that tells me the more you are trusting in your abilities and not God's abilities. And the more you think it depends on you instead of the power and the presence of God. It is a lack of faith, honestly. And I'm not chiding you. I'm just saying to you, insecurity is always in the Bible likened unto a lack of faith because we innately think it's about us, our presentation, how we do. And for many, this is ingrained in us from early years onward and in the workplace. We're taught it all depends on you. you got to make it happen. Even in witnessing, we think if we don't present it right, God can't do it. Or if we don't say the right words, God's not going to save somebody. Listen, God wants that person saved more than you. And God can use a donkey to speak his word. You're not Nothing but a voice anyway. I'm nothing but a voice anyway. Again, I'm trying to be very gracious and kind because that's the way God has been with me and others have as well that's taught me. God tells him, Gideon, what to do, and he argues that God, who is asking him to do something, is impotent when it comes to enabling him to accomplish what he has asked. Gideon and his fleece are often cited as a way of determining God's will. While I want to be gentle and kind here, I also want to be firm and help everyone to understand how God works. First, this is the only time that a fleece is used to test God. Not only was God gracious to Gideon, but he allowed Gideon great mercy in that he continued to use him despite his doubts and fears in trusting God. Same thing is true with Moses. And so you say, well, this is a pattern. God's choosing the wrong people. No, God's choosing the right people, but people are not putting their trust into God. God's not doing anything wrong. God's doing everything right. 
and God's making it very clear, this is my will, but people just don't believe that God either could use them, that's calling them to do it, enable them, somebody like them, because they think too little of themselves or too much of themselves. And this is always the thing. When we make it about ourselves, we have a tendency to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to, or more lowly of ourselves than we ought to, instead of what God says about us. See, the devil is a liar, and he'll tell you you can't do anything, or he'll tell you you can do anything. And there is a balance in the Word of God, and it's what God says. The devil is a liar, and we have believed the lies of the enemy. This is why we've got to saturate our minds with the Word of God. And so God was very gracious to him, just like he was to Moses, just like he is to you, and just like he is to me. The way Gideon determined the will of God should be the exception and not the rule. Are there times when this is, yes, but it should be early in our lives. But you don't see Paul laying out a lot of fleeces. It just doesn't work that way. First, please know that God had already told Gideon very specifically what he wanted him to do and accomplish. In verses 11 through 16, God God could not have spoken any more clearly than he did. I mean, really, he said, here's what I want you to do, and I'm going to do this. God said, I'm going to do it. He said, I'm with you. Gideon replied, how can that be the case since things are not going our way and our enemies are getting the best of us and we seem powerless to fight against them? Why isn't God doing all the miracles now that he had heard about when he delivered the people from Egyptian bondage? The Lord has forsaken us. And I just write wow in the text. And the reason is, can you believe he put everything back on God, just like his forefathers coming out of Egypt did? They blamed God. God clearly spoke. They didn't listen. Neither did Gideon. Neither did Moses many times. And so all I'm saying is, over and over again, when God tells us to do something, we say, well, God, you know, you've got the wrong fellow. You've got the wrong gal. You've got the wrong person. Well, no, God has the right person. It is that you don't want to trust God. I don't want to trust God. We are so untrusting. We really are. And we say we believe God can do anything until it comes to us. We think God can do anything and will do anything as long as it's somebody else. I have learned over the years, this is true of leadership. If you're going to be in leadership, I'm telling you, a lot of people want you to get out on limbs so they can saw the limb out from under you because I have been in too many meetings over the years when people say, oh, Tony, listen, you're anointed. God's favor is on you. You get up there and say, man, we'll be right here behind you. I tell you, we'll be right here. And I walk up and get to the microphone, raise my hand, speak. And I look around and they've vanished. They're hiding over there in the bushes somewhere. And I'm standing out there. And as a matter of fact, some have walked out behind their hiding places and shot me in the back with arrows while I'm up there doing what they said I ought to be doing for all of them. Now, I'm not always the hero. I've done the same thing myself, but I'm just telling you, the older I get, the less I do it. The more mature is my walk with God, the less this kind of thing happens, the less it has to happen, simply because we ought to grow up and grow out of some of this stuff. They didn't listen, neither did Gideon. Verse 15 sounds just like Moses. Verse 16, God once again tells Gideon, surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Now Gideon's wanting a sign. Listen to this. God's words are not good enough for him. 
he came up with a plan. Let me give an offering and see if it's acceptable. <laughs> and, and Gideon did so, and God consumed it right in front of him with just a touch. Even when Gideon said, I have seen God face to face, it was still not enough. This reminds me of the story in the Gospel of Luke when the rich man was in torment in Hades. And he said, Father Abraham, would you send someone to my brothers? And this was after he had asked Abraham to do several things, who, by the way, represents the father. Remember, he was in paradise with Lazarus, and the rich man was in torment in flames. Just to give you some background of the story. And after he had asked for several things, he said, oh, well, here, here's what I'd really like for you to do. Would you send someone to my brothers, to my family, and tell them not to come here? And what the father said was, they have the word of God. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. Let them obey them. And he said, oh, but if one rose from the dead, if one saw somebody come back from the dead, they would believe then. And what did the father say? Oh, no. No, no. If they do not believe the word, the written word, what has been written and proven to be the authoritative word of God, they would not believe though someone rise from the dead. You see, Gideon had the words of God. God had spoken. God had already proven himself. He spoke to him face to face. Even Gideon said, well, let me give this offering, see if it's a good offering. And God received the offering and touched it, and it was consumed immediately. In other words, exactly what Gideon had asked for, God did, but that still wasn't enough. You see, when you make up your mind that you don't want to do something and you're going to put God on the spot, it doesn't matter what God's done in the past. It doesn't matter what God says to you. It doesn't matter what God does. You're going to keep on making God jump through hoops. And if he doesn't do it, you're going to blame God if you don't follow through on what God has plainly told you to do. Now, most of what we do in our lives, God has given us a precept, a principle, or a pattern to follow. And I'm just telling you, the fleece is not part of the pattern of God. It's the exception, not the pattern. And the scriptures are replete, filled with men and women who, when God speaks clearly in precept and in principle, this is what you're to do. We don't want to do it. And so my word to you and my word to myself today is let's see what God says and whatever God says, we can do it. Now, there's more to the will of God than knowing what it is. It is if we're going to do it. There's another thing called timing. That's where we get tripped up. When God says, if you'll do this, I'll do this. We think that the moment we do it, God ought to be Johnny on the spot and do exactly what he said right then. Well, you see, God said he'd bring the people back into the land even after they had rebelled and he spewed them out. Well, God did that. It was 70 years later. God did bring them back and for a second time. But that was 2,300 years later. Certainly, it was over 2,000. And so all I'm saying to you is, even when we obey, God doesn't have to do something instantly. After all, He's God. And it is our responsibility to walk with Him on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. 
Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.